This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 60 to 65 degrees and expect some scattered showers, especially late day for the afternoon and evening. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now at Fort Belvoir, 48, 52 at Foggy Bottom, Silver Spring, 47, heading down to the lower 40s in a few places tonight. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the U.S. House will soon vote on a bill that could pave the way for a new commander stadium in D.C. A fifth suspect arrested and charged with murder in a Maryland toddler's death. Within a span of 15 days, 11 pedestrians were killed in crashes across Virginia. I'm Kate Ryan. A plan for increasing activity in downtown D.C. would cost $400 million. I'm Nick Ainelli. The Supreme Court hears landmark cases that could upend what you see on social media. We're going in-depth at 11.15 with the Wall Street Journal. Now 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. If Capitol Hill lawmakers can't come up with a way to fund the government, you won't be able to get certain services starting this Friday, and even more agencies would shut down on March 8th. CBS has got McFarlane on the impact. Families who get their paychecks from the government think military service members, federal workers, have to worry about going without paychecks for some time and have to plan for that. There are disruptions in federal programs, things like WIC, Women, Infants and Children Nutritional Support, SNAP, the Supplemental nutritional assistance for those who need federal help to afford their food. Law enforcement sources confirmed to CBS News that Donald Trump Jr. received a letter with a white powder inside of it. CBS's Pat Milton. The substance was tested at a laboratory and found to be not deadly, but testing is continuing to determine what the white substance is. Trump Jr. personally opened it and put it down as soon as he saw the white powder. Police and fire and hazmat suits responded immediately. The latest word on a possible ceasefire in Gaza comes from President Biden as he made the rounds in New York City. Today. My national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. Negotiations are underway for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas to allow for the release of Israeli hostages in return for Israel releasing hundreds of Palestinian prisoners. Pill presses can be bought online and create thousands of pills an hour. That's why the DEA is cracking down on the devices in its fight against fentanyl. CBS's Nicole Skanga spoke to DEA official Scott Olton. How do criminals make counterfeit pills look real? 
So what they do is they buy specific dyes and punch kits that have the markings that mimic pharmaceutical preparations. A New York State intelligence bulletin obtained by CBS News assesses drug traffickers will likely increase domestic pill operations, driven by profits and the ability to maintain an undercover operation. 44,000 people in tra- died in traffic crashes last year, a 4% drop from a couple of years ago, but roughly 13% higher than levels before the pandemic. The National Safety Council's Mark Chung says speeding is a big factor. Unfortunately, that type of behavior has not subsided since um, traffic returned to our roadways. Um, so unfortunately, that's uh, sort of a, the outcomes that we're seeing on the roadways. Don Henley testifies in New York that he never wanted his original handwritten lyrics to hits by the Eagles to become public. Henley says he gave a biographer access to the lyrics but not possession of them. Three men are on trial for allegedly obscuring who owned the lyrics. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 11.03 here on WTOP on this Monday night, February 26, 2024. Fort Belvoir at 48 and some of us falling to the lower forties. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. A new commander's stadium in D.C. could soon be a step closer to reality. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton's bipartisan bill aimed at revitalizing the old RFK Stadium campus will be taken up by the House the day after tomorrow. The bill would allow the land where RFK Stadium sits, crumbling currently, to be used for a new football stadium for parks, commercial or residential purposes. The bill is co-sponsored by the chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, Republican James Comer of Kentucky. The commanders are under new ownership. The team is contractually obligated to play at FedEx Field in Landover through 2027. RFK Stadium is eventually set to be demolished, though no date has been set. A fifth person is now under arrest in the shooting death of a two-year-old toddler in his stroller. That was back on February 8th in Langley Park. Prince George's County Police have now taken 25-year-old Nilson Granados Trejo into custody. So far, three men have been arrested in the case, along with two teens who are just 15 and 16. Investigators say the little two-year-old boy and his mom were caught in the crossfire of two feuding groups that early evening. The mother has been recovering from her gunshot wounds. An active-duty member of the U.S. Air Force has died after setting himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in D.C., He was protesting the ongoing war in Gaza yesterday. D.C. police have identified him as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell of San Antonio, Texas. Law enforcement says he started a live stream on the social media platform Twitch, set his phone down, then doused himself with an accelerant and set himself on fire. He can be heard saying he will no longer be complicit in genocide. Israel has adamantly denied the genocide allegations. It says it's carrying out operations in accordance with international law in the Israel-Hamas war following the October 7th atrocities committed by Hamas. 11.05. Within just the past couple of weeks, 11 pedestrians have been killed in crashes in Virginia. These happen near highways and in neighborhoods during the day and night. State police are just out with some numbers. Matt Demline with Virginia State Police says the 11 cases involving pedestrians who died as a result of crashes happened in a variety of circumstances. Demline says state police are urging drivers to take care in areas they would expect to see pedestrians. You know, for example, school zones or near crosswalks, please take extra caution. Never pass another car near a crosswalk because you don't know why that car has stopped. There may be some 
someone in the crosswalk and you more didn't see them until the last moment. And Fairfax County police say two cases in the 15-day period involved pedestrians crossing outside of crosswalks. State police urge pedestrians to cross inside of crosswalks and don't assume the driver can see you. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. The plan to revitalize downtown D.C. will take five years to implement at the cost of $400 million. That's what political and business leaders in the city are saying as they look for ways to increase economic activity downtown. Those who support the plan say downtown D.C. needs a boost as things haven't been the same since the pandemic hit, with fewer people in the office and more employees working from home. The five-year revitalization plan would put $82 million toward improving streetscapes, cultural districts, and the arts. $76 million would go toward new economic drivers, such as the addition of new housing. And $45 million would be spent on attracting and retaining new office users. The district cannot look backwards. As D.C. Council Member Kenyon McDuffie, who chairs the council's Business and Economic Development Committee. Our next steps are going to be as part of an economic development approach that helps us attract new businesses, retain our current businesses, while also focusing on a downtown that welcomes everyone. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Tomorrow, the Fairfax Connector bus strike will enter its sixth day. No bus service again tomorrow. On Thursday of last week, more than 600 Fairfax Connector operators and mechanics went on strike in protest against contractor Transdev for what their union calls unfair labor practices. The union has been attempting to negotiate a deal with Transdev for higher pay, more sick leave, and retirement security. Both sides met today for contract negotiations, but could not reach a tentative deal. The strike will continue until a deal has been reached, so riders should seek alternative transportation arrangements. The next scheduled session for contract talks is the 6th of March. Coming up here on WTOP, more about Boeing's internal issues since the Alaska Airlines door plug incident, if not before that. Stay with us now at 1108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's go to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dimitri. Good evening, everybody. Watch out for fire department activity affecting the Kenilworth Avenue service road in the city. This is in either direction between Eastern Avenue and Quarrel Street. We've got delays on southbound 95 in Virginia. This is because of the work zone south of Dale Boulevard. Rather heavy slowing almost as far back as 123. So as you come across the Occoquan, be prepared to slow down on the southbound side. Not seeing any delays on the northbound side of 95. Leaving Fredericksburg heading up to the Springfield interchange on the Cal Capital Beltway, the inner loop, you've got three lanes to the right blocked because of road work. This is causing solid delays back to 123. And in Prince George's County, the ongoing road work northbound BW Parkway is right at the Beltway. Only one lane getting by. The slowing back to 410 over by Greenbelt Park. However, once you clear that activity, the ride to the north on the BW Parkway, all the way to Baltimore, is running fine. There are no issues on 95 in Maryland between the two beltways. Up in uh, Frederick County, that portion of 270, you're going to find some road work going on. Uh, going on. This is uh, both sides between 80 Urbana and 109 in Hyattstown. Right lane is getting by that road work. The WTOP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. All right, Ken, let's go next to Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. 
Evening temperatures in the lower 50s under partly cloudy skies. Can't rule out a sprinkle. And that makes this evening really the best evening of what's coming our way. Rain chances will be going up with the next weather maker for your Tuesday and Wednesday. In fact, tomorrow, some patchy fog to start the day. Partly to mostly cloudy skies in temperatures tomorrow morning, 44 to 50 degrees. At least it's not going to be too cold to start the day. Afternoon temperatures, 60 to 65 degrees. Again, mostly cloudy skies, breezy with some scattered showers, especially late afternoon through the evening. And Wednesday, expect scattered showers with steady rain between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. will be near 70 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. College Park is at 45, Fairfax City 48, National Mall 49, and some of us down to the lower 40s overnight. Brought to you by Long Fence, save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. It's 1110. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. New questions about the post-pandemic travel boom. Expedia says it'll cut its workforce by about 1,500 people. The safety problems at Boeing have been so dire, workers were afraid of retaliation for reporting them. Some didn't know how to. Those were some of the conclusions of an FAA report on safety. It started last year, long before the Alaska Airlines incident last month, in which part of the fuselage of a 737 MAX 9 blew off a jet mid-flight. Another federal agency wants to stop the nation's two biggest grocery store chains from joining forces. The Federal Trade Commission and eight states, plus the District of Columbia, are suing to stop Kroger's nearly $25 billion purchase of the Albertsons grocery chain. The agency says it would mean higher food prices and lower worker pay. On Wall Street, all three stock averages fell about a tenth to a third of a percent lower. The Dow down 62, the Nasdaq 21, the S&P 19. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Now to the Asia-Pacific markets, a little bit mixed right now after most of them were down. Australia's ASX 200 is up a fraction. Same with Tokyo stocks, just barely up one-tenth of a percent. South Korea's Kospi is half a percent lower. Hong Kong is down and the Shanghai Composite up half a percent. 11.12 here on WTOP. Straight ahead here, it is one of the most consequential Supreme Court cases, at least involving the Internet, the modern uh, information era, and what you get to see online. We'll talk about what happened today with the Wall Street Journal. That's coming up in just a little bit here on WTOP. Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back. Up singers. So I order food on Easy Cater for a meeting with a new client in Jackson. On my way to the airport, it hits me. The client is actually in Jacksonville. So I call Easy Cater. Nina picks up right away. She called me right back and said, You're all set. Jackson, Easy Cater has your back with 24 7 support. Order at EasyCater.com and know. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Don't let someone else enjoy your refund. Save up to 25% your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Later this half hour, why will dogs be allowed to move freely throughout some local high schools? We'll explain. Want that sale price? Better give up your data. Smartphone apps make purchasing simple, but they also come at a huge cost, your privacy. 
I'm Kim Commando. Get Tech Smarts with my free newsletter at getkim.com. Most grocery stores are ditching physical loyalty cards for smartphone apps. But what if you don't want to download an app? You'll pay as much as three times more for a single item. Over time, that adds up. Here are four ways to get discounts without giving up your privacy. Number one, look for stores that don't require loyalty programs. Trader Joe's, Walmart come to mind. Everyone gets the lowest price possible. Two, look for coupons at grocery store websites to print, snip, and hand in. Three, ask for the discount anyway. Behind the counter, cashiers usually have a code to charge the digital price without you needing to have a loyalty app or code. And finally, ask the store manager if you can use a phone number or a physical card instead of an app. Most have to accommodate folks who don't use a smartphone. Do it now. Sign up for my free newsletter at GetKim.com. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 1114, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us. Today, the Supreme Court casts some doubt on state laws that could affect how Facebook, TikTok, X, YouTube, and other social media platforms regulate content posted by their users. Some are calling this the most important First Amendment case before the Supreme Court in the modern Internet era. Jess Braven, Supreme Court correspondent for The Wall Street Journal, joined us earlier to talk about how significant the cases are. This is a pretty uh, massive endeavor because this is the first time we're seeing government attempt to get into the workings of social media platforms and tell them how they can choose what appears on their websites. We haven't seen that kind of effort before, and it is really a reflection of the political climate that we're facing today. So, yeah, it's a very big case, and it's not perfectly clear what the Supreme Court will do with it. And so sometimes you can take a look at some of the questions and say, oh, they're leaning this way or that. Uh, you're suggesting it's a little bit more of a clouded issue at the moment. Well, I think that the most of the justices were very skeptical of the idea that states can force these platforms to post anything any user chooses to put up on them. These are private companies. They're not the government. And the First Amendment is really a restraint on the government. However, at least one of these laws, the Florida law at issue, raises the question of whether these sites can regulate what appears in other services like Gmail or direct messages and so forth. And you did not see the justices interested in authorizing these sorts of platforms to block or moderate, you know, communication between individuals, that sort of thing. So there, there were some subtleties involved because in some ways these companies are like the phone company or the old telegram services in that they carry messages between people. In other ways, they are more like a publication or a radio station or uh, another type of publisher that makes editorial choices about what it wants to, to have published. Yeah, you make such an excellent point there in that the technology advances and it can be all things at once, uh, you know, including in the case of X, at least at one time, a very important sort of breaking news, emergency alert type of service that, you know, it may have gotten away from that. Jess, this may be a much more appropriate question for the summer when the, the the ruling is in but will this change what we see online and how we can use it well on the one hand you know you've got uh, clearly a message from these states saying that they don't like or they think that these uh, websites are suppressing conservative thought and conservative speech I mean, that's where this comes from it comes from uh, both these laws were passed after x then twitter uh, took donald trump off the, its platform for violating its rules the twitter said that he was inciting violence after january 6th i mean that's the political context that this is coming from there have been arguments since then saying look you know conservatives are making hay on social media they're they're getting tremendous exposure and their views are proliferating everywhere so is are they really suppressing this particular line of thought 
Well, I spoke to the author of the Texas law, state senator uh, from Texas, and he said if the Supreme Court strikes down this law for one reason or another, they will take another crack at it and try to find another way to influence what uh, Facebook and YouTube and other sites put on the on the web. Jess Braven covers the Supreme Court for the Wall Street Journal. Top stories on WTOP. A partial government shutdown could arrive at the end of the work week unless Capitol Hill lawmakers act. President Biden hopes to have a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war in just about a week. Another arrest in the shooting death of a two-year-old toddler in the area that makes five people in custody so far, including a pair of teenagers. Keep it here for full details. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, let's go to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dimitri. Solid delays on southbound 95 in Virginia. This is because of the work zone south of Dale Boulevard. Only one lane, possibly two, getting by. The slowing almost as far back as the Occoquan River. So as you make your way south of the Springfield interchange on 95, heading into Fredericksburg, be prepared to slow down a little bit as you uh, make the approach into uh, or over the river and heading past 123 in the Woodbridge area. Also seeing delays on the Beltway inner loop. This is because of the work zone that is north of the Dulles Toll Road. Only one lane is getting by with solid delays back to 123. And the slowdowns continue in uh, Prince George's County. The works on northbound BW Parkway is right at the Beltway. Only one lane is getting by. The slowing coming out of Riverdale over by Greenbelt Park. Also an accident working in Anne Arundel County. This is on northbound 295. Just past 175. The right merge lane is blocked. Three vehicles involved in this accident. In the district for the fire department activity, the shutting down both directions of the Kenilworth Avenue service road between Eastern Avenue and Quarrel Street northeast. So uh, try to avoid that area if you can. On the Beltway in Maryland, not seeing any major work zones and no delays. Likewise, you know, delays on the freeway in Washington on either side between 14th Street and the 11th Street Bridge, the 3rd Street Tunnel open uh, now between the freeway and New York Avenue. No troubles on DC 295 or I-295. Johns Hopkins Cancer Care in the greater Washington area with renowned cancer experts in the community, including at Sibley and Suburban Hospitals. Find out more at HopkinsCancerDC.org. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Seven News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Partly cloudy skies this evening. Can't rule out a stray shower. A temperature is falling through the lower 50s. Overnight and first thing Tuesday, there's a chance for some patchy fog, otherwise mainly dry. Temperatures between 44 and 50 degrees. Tomorrow afternoon, I'm forecasting 60 to 65 degrees and that really is some spring-like warmth. I'm tracking a few showers throughout the day with the next weather maker but your highest chance of rain will be Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening. Also on Wednesday we'll have more rain moving through the steadiest of which will be between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. and near 70 degrees on Wednesday with windy conditions. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Georgetown is at 50, Bowie 44, Leesburg 49 degrees. Some parts of the area could be down to the lower 40s overnight. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead on WTOP, it is an assignment from one local history teacher every year for their students to set up a black family reunion. We'll explain coming up on WTOP. Did someone say free ride home? If you like carpooling or vanpooling, but worry about getting stuck at the office, relax. With Commuter Connections, you can get up to six free rides home for unexpected emergencies or unscheduled overtime, even if you're commuting just a few times a week. Register or renew for Guaranteed Ride Home today. 
at commuterconnections.org or call 800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply. You're listening to WTOP News. At 1121, one Virginia school district will now use dogs to crack down on drug use. Loudoun County Public Schools is partnering with the Sheriff's Office as well as Leesburg Police to conduct random canine team scans in high school buildings. Starting next month, these dog scans will occur randomly without any advance notice. Those in charge say it's an additional drug deterrence in a collective effort to stop drug use across the Loudoun County community. After a canine scan happens, families will get information in a community message. A Fairfax County history teacher urges students to go beyond the textbook and learn more about each of their histories. WTOP Scott Gelman has the story from South County High School. I thought about just my own personal experiences with family reunions and how they're ripe for the history. That prompted AP African American Studies teacher Sean Miller to make a Black Joy family reunion an annual event here. You have uh, African foods, you have African American foods, different types of drinks. They even went down to explain why lemonade is here. <laughs> Flags are hanging around the room and posters explain why the reunions are important. We need to focus on Black Joy rather than just the bad parts of black history. Students are playing games too, like this one, identifying classmates based on their baby pictures. The goal is to express diversity. It's not about race of ethnicity per se, but it's diversity of our student body and society as a whole. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. You can now enter the online ticket lottery for the Easter egg roll at the White House. The annual tradition takes place on Monday, April 1st. Tickets are free, but you have to request them through the online public lottery, which closes next Monday at noon. Then, randomly selected winners will be notified through email. The popular event is geared for kids 12 and younger. Details about this year's theme and activities are not out yet, but we're getting ready for the Easter egg roll at the White House Monday, April 1st. Many people in our area are craving a connection. They are lonely. This comes amid a national epidemic of people struggling on their own. Loneliness can lead to serious mental and physical health impacts that can shorten your life. D.C. is a transient region with political job cycles and high living costs, so it's been tough to meet people regardless of any of the other factors. But then you have the lingering effects of COVID and remote work. More locals are seemingly feeling disconnected. Almost half of D.C.'s households consist of just one person. While living alone does not automatically equate to loneliness, it can be linked to higher rates of self-reported depression. Meanwhile, many Washingtonians are working remotely or using hybrid schedules. The area's largest employer, the federal government, has not enacted a set plan for getting workers back into the office. And observers say this is also contributing to the issue. 1124. Here's your Jill on Money question of the day. Kara from Maryland asks, I recently inherited a rather large IRA and the person was already taking required minimum distributions. What should I do with the money? Okay, Kara, when you start pulling the money out, you should do so in a way that limits your tax liability. Because remember, this is money that you must pay taxes on. As far as what to do with it, you can take advantage of the extra cash flow and beef up your retirement contributions at work if that's an option. Or you can simply open a taxable brokerage account and consider it your supplemental retirement account. Have a question? Go to JillOnMoney.com. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 
Let's go to Rob Woodfork. The Capitals wore special black jerseys to the arena to commemorate Black History Night and then wore out the Ottawa Senators 6-3 to help commemorate a special night for John Carlson. The 34-year-old passed Callie Johansson for the most games by a defenseman in franchise history with 984. And right as the tribute video showed up on the video board, he scored his 145th goal to pass Sergei Gonchar for the second most by a Capitals defenseman. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. I think it's a lot of games in the in a really good league, and I'm glad to do it with one team, and that's that's a special thing for a player. But to Coach Spencer Carberry, he's going to go down in history as one of the greats of all time in this organization and arguably a, a hockey Hall of Famer with what he's been able to do in his career and what he continues to do, even at his age and where he's at in his career, playing the most minutes by far. Every situation, penalty kill, power play, five on five, when we need to defend a lead, when we need to come back in a game, he, he's the guy out there. And the league leader in minutes figures to be on the ice for the quick turnaround in Detroit for a game crucial to the wild card race. In a busy night at 